Drug dealers are giving discounts in honor of the queen. Following the queen's death, many Indians are demanding the return of a large diamond. And the number one Queen Elizabeth lookalike is going to retire after 34 years. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a hot closet. Really the only daily weird news podcast. I mean, if we're being real, (laughs) are we being real, guys? We're being real. Drug dealers are giving some discounts in honor of the queen. One particular drug dealer in the UK said that he was reducing the price of his top-range Bolivian cocaine to 96 euros a gram in order to match the age at which the queen passed away. Yes, you know, when you're a drug dealer, you've got to come up with some sort of creative marketing ploys. You know, it's a very competitive field. You gotta have uh, National Ketamine Day. <laughs> you gotta have a cancer cocaine discount. Where if you have cancer, I'll give you half off on the cocaine. It says here, drug dealers are marking Queen Elizabeth's death by messaging their customers with their condolences alongside some discounted products, including cocaine, cannabis, and ketamine. In a text message from a drug dealer that went viral. It was sent about 15 minutes after the Queen's death to customers. It was titled, The Queen is Dead. We have a Queen's Dead discount on everything. Ask me for details. And then it featured some discounts on the drugs, including a 30 euro a gram for ketamine, 150 for uh, marijuana. Another dealer put the word out about an hour after the Queen's death on WhatsApp, (laughs) telling the followers, Are you upset or feeling down with the sad news about the Queen's recent death? Well, then don't hesitate to contact me. I'm your dealer. I'm reliable. I'm around till about 1 a.m., and I got some Queen's dead discounts. Oh, this is exactly what you want in your drug dealer. Supportive. Being there for you in times of need. It says here, drug dealers, like most other businesses, were keen to let their customers know that they were saddened by the queen's death, of course, but also that they were willing and able to wipe away the tears of grief and sell you as much drugs as you need to wipe away your tears of grief. I don't know about you, but I didn't shed a single tear for the queen because I just don't give a damn. (laughs) The queen. Come on. I know some people were very upset about it. I don't get it, but... You know, then again, I'm the kind of person that was sad when James White of the Patriots retired. So that's where I'm coming from these days. <laughs> like, oh, my God, James White retired. <laughs> I love James White. It says here in a WhatsApp message verified by Vice World News. One drug selling outfit, which sells everything from LSD and Xanax to magic mushrooms and cocaine, told its customers they were, quote, shocked and saddened. As the death of the greatest monarch ever, the most loved, the most revered, the most respected, Queen Elizabeth II. And then they added, during this time of national mourning, we are still operating a full service, just so you know. Now, this isn't the first time that drug dealers over there have used an incident surrounding the Queen as a marketing jump-off point for their wares. 
In June, one crew told its customers during the Queen's Jubilee celebrations, marking 70 years on the throne, quote, Yo, next four days a party with Queenie if you want to get higher than Her Highness. Call me. I got them Jubilee deals for you. And in New York City, within hours of the news of the Queen's death, marijuana sellers had started selling bags of cannabis featuring an image of the Queen on it. Dealers often use big events as a marketing opportunity. At last year's Euro 2020 football tournament, Euro dealers in the UK used this event to offer, quote, crazy deals to football fans as the England side progressed. There's a quote here from Paul North, who's the director of a drug policy think tank. What do they do? Just sit around and think about drugs? <laughs> think about drug policy? I could totally work for a drug policy think tank. I'd just be like, hey guys, I think all drugs should be legal. That's what I think. Anybody else in the tank agree? No? Okay. All right. I'll just be in the corner smoking my you-know-what. Here's the quote from Paul. You know, dealers regularly use global events to promote their products and offer deals. The death of the queen is being used to create the feeling they are, they are people running a legitimate business here. You know, it makes the whole process of buying drugs feel a bit more normal because every social media feed or TV channel is mentioning the queen, as you know. Now, I did a little Google search. Uh, did Queen Elizabeth like drugs? Uh, turns out nothing comes up for that. Instead, you know, it shows beyond a reasonable doubt that she really enjoyed booze. Uh, she would have gin before lunch. She would have wine and a martini during lunch. And then she'd have another martini and a glass of champagne in the evening. I mean, she really, technically this would make her a binge drinker according to government standards, but I don't want to speak ill of the dead. She seemed like a very lovely, fun woman. I wouldn't have, I would have loved to have had some martinis with this lady. Anyways, we'll close this one out by saying those of you taking advantage of the queen discounts, please be safe. Following Elizabeth II's death, many Indians are demanding the return of the Kohinoor diamond. Let's learn a little bit about this diamond. I've never heard of this. Shortly after the British monarch, Queen Elizabeth II, passed away on September 8th, the word Kohinoor began trending on Indian Twitter. It's a reference to one of the world's most famous gemstones, the Kohinoor diamond is just one of 2,800 stones set in the crown made for Elizabeth's mother, known as the Queen Mother. But this 105-carat oval-shaped brilliant gem is the proverbial jewel in the crown. In India, it is notorious for the way in which it was acquired by the British. When this stone was mined in what is now modern-day Andhra Pradesh, it was believed to have been... 793 carats uncut. The earliest record of its possession puts it in the hands of the Mughals in the 16th century. They believed it was mined between the 12th and 14th centuries. Eventually, the Persians seized this stone and then the Afghans. Eventually, it returned to India when the Sikh Maharaja brought it back uh, after taking it from an Afghan leader. It was then acquired by the British during the annexation of Punjab. The East India Company got hold of this very famous stone in the late 1840s after forcing the 10-year-old Maharaja to surrender his lands and all possessions. 
the East India Company then presented the stone to Queen Victoria. Prince Albert, her consort, asked for it to be recut, and it was set in the crowns of Queen Alexandra and Queen Mary before being placed in the Queen Mother's crown in 1937. The Queen Mother herself wore part of the crown at her daughter's coronation in 1953. The Kohinoor has been among the British crown jewels since then, but governments in Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and India have all laid claim to this famous diamond. And while there are no plans for the future of this gemstone, the prospect of it remaining in the UK has prompted many Twitter users in India to demand the return of this gem. Uh, one user wrote, If the king is not going to wear Kohinoor, give it back! Another person claims the diamond was stolen by the British, who created wealth from death, famine, and looting. Yeah, you know, the British Empire was kind of known for that. This is not the first time that the diamond's return has been sought. Upon India's independence in 1947, the government asked for the diamond back. India made another demand in the year of Queen Elizabeth II's coronation. These demands, of course, fell on deaf ears, with the UK arguing, there are no legal grounds for the Kohinoor's restitution to India. We have in this story a British Indian author and political commentator named Sarvat, Sarvat, Saravdat, Saravadat, Saravadat, Saravdut, Saravdat, <laughs> I can't say it. Anyways, here's a quote from him. He says, the Kohinoor is a symbol of the power of the empire. And he doesn't believe that they'll return it to India. He said the royals would be eviscerating themselves if they did that. It says here, at the very least, King Charles III must acknowledge the black history of the Kohinoor diamond. A recognition of the fact that it was obtained through stealth and deception would be a significant step at this stage. That lays the groundwork for the next generation to be able to give the stone back. Many Indians may not have that patience, though. In the wake of the Queen's death, there is only one demand on Indian Twitter. To give back the Kohinoor diamond. Well, that's a little fascinating history lesson here on Weird AF News. Look at me, coming up with some history. <laughs> Learning about this big fat diamond, which I'm looking at a photo of. It's pretty sweet, man. I would love to have this thing in like my belt buckle or something. Maybe on the end of a cane, walk around like a pimp. Or if I'm like really feeling myself and I really want to bling it out, maybe I could just embed it in one of my front tooths. The number one Queen Elizabeth lookalike is going to retire after 34 years. Yeah, I figure we might as well just do a third Queen Elizabeth story in this episode, right guys? A Queen Elizabeth II lookalike has said she is retiring from her job after 34 years of impersonating the monarch. She's retiring. Why? Well, out of respect, following the Queen's death at age 96 on Thursday. What is the name of this Queen Elizabeth impersonator? Her name is Mary Reynolds. She's age 89 from Epping. She says she'll steep... She'll still keep her regal outfits in memory of the monarch, who to her felt like part of the family. Oh, you're a psycho, I see. After being told she looked like the queen from as young as 17, back when she was just Princess Elizabeth, Mary first became a professional lookalike back in 1988. Oh, lovely. 
She says, I kind of look like the queen, they tell me. Oh, yes, and I certainly like my martinis just like the queen. Oh, why don't I become an impersonator? I could get paid to drink martinis all day and night. <laughs> what a racket. Is during her three decades of work as a lookalike, she's also appeared both on the big and small screen in character, including alongside the late Sir Roger Moore. Ooh, we love that Sir Roger Moore. He had a very nice regal bulge. <laughs> oh, and looky here, she was even in an episode of Doctor Who that nobody saw. Mary told the media that she felt very lucky to look like the Queen, but that her days as a doppelganger have now had to come to an end. She said, It's a great privilege to look like the Queen, because I think she's so incredible. She's just so incredible. Yes, 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 we know the Queen is incredible. She sits around and drinks gin all day. I mean, that's just... It's a hard career. There's some more quotes in here from her. You know, she basically said she's trying to retire, but she's been approached by television companies since the queen just died. They're asking her to do an, an impression of her, but she's trying to hold off on it, guys, out of respect for the queen. Says here the decision to leave her role as a queen lookalike wasn't an easy one, and it's made Mary feel very, very sad. She says, I've just moved home and I've got two boxes full of hats. I've just found somewhere to put them. And I thought, I'm not really going to need them anymore. And it just makes you feel so very sad. She added that she will probably keep her outfits of the queen, though, as they've been part of her life for so long. She said that she had two separate wardrobes for her normal and royal outfits, but would... Sometime dip into the queen's closet if she was going somewhere special. It says here, despite never meeting the queen, she said she was present at several of her most important milestones. She's never met the queen? Fascinating. She's the number one queen impersonator. You would think that she would meet the queen. One of my buddies is the number one Tom Cruise impersonator in the world. He has met Tom Cruise. You know, when someone like is your number one impersonator, you kind of have to meet them, I think. Perhaps the real queen was just too busy, just too busy to meet her number one impersonator, you know? She has so much champagne she had to drink, you know? We got one last quote here from our impersonator. She says, I've had all these years of doing the work, and it has helped me earn a little bit of money, but at the same time, it was a pleasure for people to see you and say, It's the queen! Wherever you went in the world, they would see you and say, Look, at it's the queen! You know, the queen! Everybody liked it, you know? I'm never going to be the queen anymore. <laughs> I don't know how I'll get on. <laughs> well, maybe I'll find someone else I can impersonate. I, I do like that Martha Stewart. Does anyone know if Betty White's still alive? Hey, what's up? What are you doing? You're listening to the outro, and I want to commend you for that. You've shown perseverance. And that's a quality that I admire in my listener. I want to let you all know that I really hope you had a nice weekend. I had a fabulous weekend. Do you know why? Not only did I, did it, did I do a couple great shows, but football season, man. Football. I mean, I had a blast yesterday just watching games all day and all evening. You can probably tell that 
by my voice that, you know, I was screaming a little bit too much and drinking a little too much yesterday. Yep. But well worth it. I love my NFL. Uh, I also love Victor Walker. Victor wanted to support me and the show and so bought me some coffees off my website, weirdafnews.com. Super generous of Victor. I so appreciate it. He, and you can uh, write me a little message when you buy coffees. He wrote a, this has been way too long in coming, Jonesy. I've listened to pretty much every episode for the last two years, I think. In fact, my whole family enjoys your program. I have to screen the articles first for my seven-year-old son, but he looks forward to it also. And the good news is you're mostly clean with the comedy. And if it's not, it's right there in the title. So I appreciate that. Anyway, man, enjoy the coffee and thanks for the laughs and the lighthearted entertainment. Well, thank you, Victor Walker and family. Big shout out to the Walker family. I don't know where you guys are, but I appreciate you all listening to the show. And uh, you're very complimentary. And I really like that. That made me feel very, very nice. Yeah, I try to keep it um, family friendly for the most part, you know, because I also know people are listening on smart speakers. And so in instances like that, anybody can be exposed to the material. So I try to keep it pretty clean, you know. I, I try not, And, you know, it's not easy to not say the F word when you're from Boston. You know, you guys have any idea how much effort I have to put into not saying the F word? If you don't think I say the F word very much, just go watch my stand-up comedy clips on my YouTube channel, which is Funny Jones, and you'll see. <laughs> it's a bad habit that I have, but I mean, everybody back in Boston does it. So, you know, it takes a lot of effort for me to, to kind of keep that under wraps, but I do so, I do, because I want the whole family to enjoy the program, as the Walker family does most of the time. So, I appreciate that, Victor. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Joe Campbell from Fort Wayne, Indiana, who sent me some articles Joe's a really cool guy. Said, what's up? So, what's up, Joe? And uh, lastly, I'd like to read a couple reviews on Amazon United Kingdom. I didn't realize there was a separate Amazon, and I, I haven't really looked at this. So I went on. I was like, oh, people have written some reviews on there that I never read because I didn't know that there was this, this was like a separate thing. Uh, we have a review first from Shay. She's not too crazy about the show. She only gave me two stars, but I'm appreciative of that because she could have easily gave me one star. So, Shay, thank you. She wrote, this is not a briefing. This is a podcast where the speaker repeats himself to use up time. Could be witty if he didn't carry on so much. Yeah, I didn't realize I carried on so much. I try to keep these things brief, right? I mean, very rarely will a segment go over five minutes. But, okay, for some people, that's um, somebody going on and on, I guess. Have you listened to Joe Rogan before, Shay? I mean, have you seen Joe Rogan? You want to talk about on and on and on. I mean, just check out Joe Rogan, Shay, Shay. <laughs> I think Shay is suffering from something called failure of perspective. We also have a review from Any Pearl, who gave me five stars. Any wrote, Any wrote, Any Pearl wrote best so far. How sweet is that? Hi Jonesy, you you always make my day even before it started. This has been set up after my wake up alarm. Makes me laugh so hard sometimes. Your podcast. I had tears falling off. Keep it up, man. Wish wish you more laughter also, and good luck with your life, man. Ah, good luck with your life, Annie Pearl, and thank you for the review. If you guys would like to leave me a review, a review, there's places you can do it. Amazon has multiple websites, apparently. So does uh, iTunes, also known as Apple Podcasts. You can leave reviews there. But I, you know, sometimes I lose these if you're in another country. I don't know how to find them. You Because know, when I Google it, it just gives me the U.S. ones. So you might have written a review and... 
I don't know, Greenland, and I have no idea. So please do a screenshot and send it to me. I'll give you a big-ass shout-out. I'll give you a big-ass shout-out. I mean, unless you just want a regular-sized shout-out, but I think you probably want and deserve a big-ass shout-out. Who wouldn't want a big-ass shout-out? That's what you get here. If you guys would like to support the show by joining the Patreon, that's another way you can do it. Oh, yeah, make me happy. Write a review. Join the Patreon. Buy me a coffee. These are the things you can do if you want to stay active and be a part of my life. The uh, website is patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to weirdafnews.com. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow.